0: Good morning, good friends, and welcome to worship at Sewan Avenue Presbyterian Church. No matter where you are or who you are with, we are glad that you have been gathered with us for worship this morning. The Holy Spirit binds us together in unity, and here you belong. If you struggle with your technology this morning, or worse yet, if we struggle with our technology, please know that you may find this worship service on Instagram Live, Facebook Live or on our website at selwynpres.org. You can also find a link to a podcast through Spotify and other things like that on the website. In this season of COVID-19, we continue to welcome visitors into the life of our congregation. And if you're interested in learning more about what it's like to become a member here at Selwyn, you're invited to reach out to me uh, or to Margo or Lisa. You can find our information on the website. We'd love to tell you more about Selwyn and invite you into conversations with some of our members um, about what it means to belong here. If you are a child or you have children, please know that our Children's Chapel is available every week beginning on Thursdays. It is full of excitement and we continue to work through the greatest story ever told. Um, Join us on Thursdays or you can find that link um, this morning. If you are a young person, um, youth, a seventh or eighth grade girl, um, on the 29th at seven o'clock, Margot will greet you um, for a picnic on the front lawn Wearing masks and socially distance, um, please join them or get in touch with Margot for more information on that. Uh, our task force for COVID-19 continues to carefully monitor the situation here in Charlotte. We do look forward to the day where we can welcome you back into worship in this sanctuary. But in the meantime, we'll continue to care for one another by worshiping in this format. And we are planning for some services on the lawn in the coming weeks and months last but not least uh, we continue to receive offerings and gifts and ties through our text to give at 704-734-9818 and now let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship god
1: my god is an awesome god who reigns from heaven above with wisdom love and power my god is an awesome god my god is an awesome god who reigns from heaven above with wisdom love and power god
0: Good morning. Please join me as we call ourselves to worship. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wonderful works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually.
1: rain and shelters the. Brothers and sisters, we all fall short of who
2: God has created us to be. But we have a God who is ready to forgive before the thought forms in our mind, or a word comes to our lips. In that confidence, please join me as we confess our sin before God together, before God and one another, using the prayer of confession. First of all, in your gracious presence, we confess confess our sin 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 and the sin of this world. world. You see deep into our hearts and know us better than we could ever know ourselves. Forgive us, we pray. For the times we turn away from your word, ignoring those who sit on each ash heap, remind us that you are the Lord our God, our eternal protector and guide. For our impulses of anger and jealousy, scorn or spite, Grant us your healing peace. For our Our resistance resistance to forgiveness, forgiveness, generosity, and mercy, inspire us with your compassionate love. love. Have Have mercy mercy upon upon us, us, O God. Hope and forgive us. us. Set us free to serve you in the world as agents of your reconciling love in Jesus Christ.
3: Amen. Amen. Hear these words of assurance. Romans chapter 8. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ. And Christ died for us, Christ rose for us, Christ reigns in power for us, and Christ prays for us. Friends, believe the good news
2: of the gospel in Jesus Christ.
3: Let us pray. Almighty God, you are hidden in all the treasures and all the wisdom and all the knowledge. Open our eyes that we may see the wonders of your word and give us grace that we may clearly understand and freely choose the way of your wisdom through Christ our Lord. Amen. This morning, we'll be continuing with our sermon series of the greatest story ever told, and we'll be picking up with the book of Job. Our reading will come from the last chapter of Job, so I thought it would be important for us to remember some of the events that have recently happened in poor Job's life. Job was a man from the land of Uz. He was blameless and upright. He feared God and turned away from evil. Job had seven sons and three daughters, thousands of animals, and was one of the greatest persons in all of the East. But little did Job know that the heavenly beings decided to have a meeting and he would be the topic of discussion. God had shared about how Job was so righteous. But then the adversary came to talk to God the adversary also known as Hasatan or the Satan. Hasatan said to God, I bet if you touch all that he has, he will curse you. And after some back and forth debate, God decides to put everything into Hasatan's power when it comes to Job. And a fire and wind fell from the sky and Job lost everything. When all had been taken from him, Job fell to the ground and worshiped. He mourned and sat in an ash heap until his friends stopped by to throw the usual cliches at him. You deserve this. Other people have it worse. You're going on about this way too much. Don't be so negative. Then finally, alone, sick in rags and sitting on that heap, Job shakes his fist And yells out questions and demands. God answers the question, why? Why is this happening to me when I've done nothing but give you gratitude and praise? God then has a long conversation with Job and shows Job the wonders of this earth, and now we pick up with our reading from chapter 42. Then Job answered the Lord, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can stand in the way. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear, and I will speak. I will question you, and you declare to me, I had heard of you by the hearing of my ears, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. After the Lord had spoken to Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Tamanite, my wrath is kindled against you and your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. Now therefore, take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering and my servant Job will pray for you. For I will accept his prayer not to deal with you according to your folly. For you have not spoken of me what is right, and my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Tamanite, and Bildad the Shuite and Zophar the Namathite went and did what the Lord had told them. And the Lord accepted Job's prayer. And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then there came to him all his brothers and sisters and all who knew him before. And they ate bread with him in his house and they showed sympathy and comforted him for all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. And each of them gave him a piece of money and a gold ring. The Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning, and he had fourteen thousand sheep, six thousand camels, a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. In the land there was no one as beautiful as Job's daughters. And their father gave them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his children and his children's children four generations. And Job died old and full of of his days. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. So I hate to admit it, but I'm a sucker for movies with happy endings, the romantic comedy, the heartfelt drama, really anything that pulls at my heartstrings. I think we all like a happy ending. Our sense of justice is satisfied, and we're reminded that there's goodness and love in the world. But today, today's scripture reading felt different to me. The Book of Job does have a happy ending, very similar to those movies that I love and yet every time I read it, I get stopped in my tracks. Now, don't get me wrong, it's wonderful to see Job thrive in his later years, even better to see the way he loves and embraces his family and how they embrace him. I mean, he gave his daughters an inheritance, very progressive, but this hallmark movie happily ever after ending leaves me unsatisfied today. Like, come on. Are we going to ignore the heavenly being's holy counsel and God's questionable conversation with the Satan? Or the great wind that killed all of Job's children? Can we forget about the ash heap? Or the really bad advice from his friends? Maybe it's just me, but I feel like I know that man from ooze too well to take this happily ever and after ending comfortably. I've been that man from Uz too many times. I'm not able to sit in this happy ending, because instead, every time I read it, I feel overcome with tons of questions. Job's lost everything. His family, his home, his health. His friends have betrayed him. He's felt abandoned by God. But finally, God answers. And that's what we heard this morning. This happy ending leaves the reader uneasy. Job's stories, like our stories, are messy. Life doesn't work that way. Life isn't always happily ever after Hallmark movie wrapped in a box with a bow. Anyone who's felt lost knows that. Everyone who's felt lost knows that Job's story doesn't necessarily feel like their story. They know that grief lingers and it hides and it shows itself in really unexpected ways. And the skepticism that I'm talking about, well, that's only human. As sinful humans, we've all felt suffering in one way or another. So when we read this text, we find ourselves asking very human questions, just like Job why it's not fair why does job get it all back and i don't did god feel guilty about what the satan was allowed to do why was god even talking to the satan is job being rewarded for his faith do job's prayers and intercessions for his friends provide him with some kind of special reward do special rewards exist why does job repent I thought he was blameless. Dozens and dozens of questions in this text. Yet, this is my favorite book in the Bible, because it pushes us to think differently and to question. Even with all the questions, we get Job. We get his anger and his need to verbalize it. We get his desire to cross-examine God. And most of all, we resonate with his cry of, it's not fair. We all know that man from Ooze. These days, we know him too well. It's not fair that my parent has cancer. It's not fair that this virus made me lose my job. It's not fair that I have to be isolated and can't see my friends and family. It's not fair that school can't go back to normal. We all know that man from Ooze. Or maybe we're that person from Ooze. Job lost everything, everything he loved. This book does not tell us what we want to hear. (laughs) Looking deeply at someone else's grief is not fun. The book of Job feels real these days. We live in a world that's increasingly angry and violent and polluted and unpredictable. And the most protective of parents and the wealthiest of relatives, and the most careful of drivers, and the most informed and educated academics can't always keep their loved ones safe. Hatreds become too random, and the pain people feel too intense, so of course we feel vulnerable. Of course this happy ending makes us uncomfortable, makes us question, but we can learn from Job, about persistence, and about questioning. He keeps his outrage going, keeps talking, until God finally engages. But we know God's always been listening. And God gives Job a response. But it's not fully the response Job wants, right? Because Job wants justice and fairness. Job wants reason. So, he questions. And like Job, this text pushes us to question, where's God when good people suffer? Perhaps God's in their incredible resilience, or perhaps God's in the compassion that suffering brings out in others. Perhaps God's in their refusal to give up and to not die in bitterness. But really, like Job, I'm sorry. We we don't know. We don't have all the answers. Sure, this story is about righteousness and reward, but it's really about so much more. This is a story that gives us all permission to ask questions, to ask the questions that Job asks. This great text encourages us to be guided from that man from Ooze who was willing to sit in ashes and sit in the discomfort of really hard questions. And so we're invited to listen for God like Job did and to be persistent like Job was. It's tempting to interpret the ending of this story as happily ever after. Yes, Job's fortune was restored and that's amazing. And yes, the story ends with 10 trilled with 10 children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Yes, Job lived ripe and full of age after surviving so much pain. Change does come. However, it would be a mistake to say that Job lived Hallmark movie happily ever after. Any parent who's suffered a tragedy or the loss of a child will tell you that nothing can take that pain away. Job lost all of his children I think we can all imagine that Job would forever remember that pain. The blessing of ten more children and thousands and thousands of animals and wealth does not erase that hurt. Suffering leaves us with scars. Sure, time can result in new relationships and fresh fortunes, but some wounds and some scars don't fade or take longer to fade. Trusting God in darkness is not easy. I'm not saying it is. But asking questions, that helps. I believe that examining and asking questions can serve as a spiritual practice for us all. We have to practice listening for God. So may the Lord help us to hold on until all our questions have been answered. Amen.
0: Amen. Let us continue our worship together in prayer. I have had the privilege of participating in some study and reflection on the prophetic writings and ministry of Dr. Howard Thurman, who was one of the theologians that rooted and sustained many of our civil rights leaders back in the day, including Martin Luther King Jr. Um, And so this week we'll join our hearts and our minds in a prayer written by Dr. Thurman entitled, I Need You. Let us pray together. Oh, holy God, I need your sense of time. Always I have an underlying anxiety about things. Sometimes I am in a hurry to achieve my ends and am completely without patience. It is hard for me to realize that some growth is slow, that not all processes are swift, I cannot discriminate between what takes time to develop and what can be rushed because my sense of time is dulled. Oh, to understand the meaning of perspective, that I may do all things with a profound sense of leisure of time. Oh, holy God, I need your sense of order. The confusion of the details of living is sometimes overwhelming. The little things keep getting in my way. Providing ready-made excuses for failure to do and be what I know I ought to do and be. Much time is spent on things that are not very important, while significant things are put in an insignificant place in my scheme of order. I must unscramble my affairs so that my life will become order. Oh God, I need your sense of order. I need your sense of the future. Teach me, O God, to know that life is ever on the side of the future. Keep alive in me the future look, the high hope. Let me not be frozen either by the past or the present. Grant me, O patient one, your sense of the future, without which all life would sicken and die. And now, O God, as one people united in Christ, we lay before you. All that prevents us from truly trusting you. Some of us are in physical pain. We pray for our loved ones with cancer and COVID and other diseases that threaten our well being or even our survival. Some of us are exhausted. Some of us feel invisible and alone. Some of us feel passed over and misunderstood. Some of us wonder if we will ever truly feel at peace. Some of us long for companionship and to be fully known. Some of us are struggling to forgive the one who hurt us so long ago. Some of us are refusing to forgive ourselves. Some of us are feeling a profound grief and anxiety for the chaos and trembling of our nation in this broken world. We pray for the oppressed, We pray for hungry children, we pray for homeless neighbors, we pray for those we ignore and avoid. By your Holy Spirit we are united in our prayers and by your son Jesus Christ we know that you are with us but even more we know that you are with those who are discarded, disenfranchised and disinherited. Draw us into your presence right where they are We ask all of these things in the name of your Son who taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, even as we wait, and even as we question, we are called to respond to God's care and providence in our trust and in our faith with action and prayer. So now you are invited to please join us by emailing, mailing, or texting your tithe or your gift to 704-734-9818. You may also consider making a commitment of prayerful and compassionate action. Let us present our tithes and our gifts to God.
1: As the deep panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after. from whom all blessings flow.
0: in dedication Lord God your son Jesus has you untied our burden and healed our spirits we lift up the prayers of our hearts for those still burdened, those seeking healing those in need within our church community in the world we ask you to use our gifts in our lives that we may love you with our whole being and willingly share the concerns of our neighbors we ask all of these things in your name Amen
3: as you go from this place, reach out, listen for God, ask hard questions, and be persistent. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord give you peace now and forever. Amen.